0: Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman, and I'm your host. My guest today is a cat-loving foodie, personal development and self-care enthusiast, an entrepreneur of award-winning businesses for over 23 years, who has helped hundreds of anxious and overwhelmed individuals and service-based entrepreneurs create radical emotional and mindset transformations so that they can thrive. She works with small business owners who have made some money in their business, but not to the level they'd like. She helps them eliminate doubt, confusion, and overwhelm when running their business so they can experience emotional clarity, lasting confidence, and a feeling of being unstoppable so they can handle any uplevel that comes their way. Welcome, Heather Dempsey. Hello and welcome, Heather. I'm excited to have you there. Well, the two of you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) me too. Well, why don't we just start with where you're based and let people know what's your business?
1: Yeah, sure. So I am currently based in Southwest Florida in Venice. I've been here for about two years Prior to that, I lived in Pennsylvania and just some light traveling, but mostly located in Pennsylvania. So Florida's new and sunny and beautiful, and it keeps me really inspired and fresh. And I'm an emotional health coach, which that was part of uh, why my external environment was so important for me Mm -hmm. is because it really helps me to be in the place that I can be an emotional health coach. But I help people with mindset and the psychology of business and strategy as well. Oh,
0: okay. Well, that's an interesting. I mean, it's an interesting mix. Not surprising to me. I always say like, we don't have business problems. We have personal issues that show up in the business. So I'm curious, do you treat them as two separate businesses or is that
1: coming together? It's all together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's basically if entrepreneurs are like, Hey, I'm stuck and I'm not sure what to do with this. It's well, let's get to the root of why you're stuck. And then let's Tease that apart, resolve that, and then figure out what strategies to go with next based on what we uncovered.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes sense, and I think it's the only way to really make progress to actually dig down, dig down to the road. Now, it's still, it's an interesting combination. So, obviously, you knew I was going to ask you. So, how the heck did you get there? But how did you start? Have you always been an entrepreneur, or how did you? Even yeah. Start so.
1: Really cute that my dad, when people would ask me if I've always been an entrepreneur, my dad would say, yep, since she was like five, because I used to color bookmarks and he would walk me around the neighborhood to sell them. And what's cute is that even back then, he said what he thought was so interesting is that I would sell out all these bookmarks and he'd be like, do you want to go home and make more? And I'd be like, nope, that was fun, but now I'm done. And so I always had this, this is my limit of when it isn't fun anymore, I'm not going to be doing it. Now that's not as easy once you're a grown up, right? But it's finding how to keep things fun. But in my 20s, I think I was 23, I opened a day spa that really quickly became recognized as one of the top in our area. So is I was in the suburbs, but we were ranked as the one of the, to, or actually the top day spa in the greater Philadelphia region. And then also the number one spa within our county or um, area. At its largest, I think I had 27 employees. And I think that's part of, it's interesting, right? I can break it down to a bunch of different things. I think that doing that is because I didn't know about coaching 23, 24 years ago. I didn't know that it existed. I don't know that it did exist, right, in this way. And also because of what I learned in that business and how crucial the the limitations my beliefs had, the lack of resources that I had. And as far as my mindset is why that business was always such a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. So it was 19 years of this challenge of not knowing how to do what I was doing and doing it well enough that we were being recognized for top awards, having an amazing team that I started to see how even when we're doing everything right, it doesn't mean it feels that way and it doesn't mean it's fulfilling. And a lot of times it means we're gonna burn out. And so I wanna stop other people from experiencing that before it's too late. Saving marriages, like mine didn't mine didn't work out um, because I was in over my head and I could only focus on work. So that was the beginning of my journey and I opened multiple businesses. I'm on my 12th right now. None of them closed in failure. They either merged or were sold. Um, but in the whole journey was just seeing like, entrepreneurs and business owners can feel pretty alone and they don't necessarily realize that they have a lot of the resources in them already. And they attribute success to what mentor, what coach they have. And I really want to help people realize that they have it all. We need coaches and mentors and you have so much in you that we can tap into and feel great about.
0: Yeah,
1: that makes yeah.
0: that makes perfect sense. Um, before there's a there's quite a few things that I want to sort of pull out from there but the first thing is I'm like wait what you were like 23 (laughs) what like how how did you get to start such a big business at such a young age like
1: How did that come about? Nerve? I don't know. (laughs) Like, I I didn't realize that it should be scary. So that was interesting. When you and I spoke earlier, you were saying about, you know, people seeing what other people are doing there. I didn't have internet. Like I wasn't, I think I got my first computer when I was in my twenties. Internet was not a thing that we just searched. It wasn't like, Hey, let me look on Google or let me get the answer. So I didn't have any of that to compare to or -hmm. to learn from. So I had blinders of what it's like to have a business. And it was kind of like, Hey, here's a building. I'm going to take it and I'm going to put some pretty things in it and open a business. No, I didn't start out with the huge one with 27 people. It started out like 800 square feet and there were actually, no, that's not true. My first one was a little bit larger and it was just me in the beginning. And then somebody I was dating at the time started to work there. And then I hired a couple people. I think maybe we had nine people. Then I moved to another space and we had more space for more people. Eventually I ended up in like a 4,000 square foot, three-story building with 27 oh, people. Oh, so oh. It, it took some time, but yeah. Yeah. So, but that's... so even
0: then you were drawn to the whole like wellness and health and,
1: you know? Yeah. And what's so another part of the journey that brought me to where I am today in the journey is that my, my brother had committed suicide about, I think it's seven years ago now. And seeing the devastation that my parents went through, realizing that I was like kind of in shock and kind of detached from what really happened. And then also realizing how unhappy I was in my life too, that it was like, what am I doing? Like, what is this about? Mm -hmm. And so it had to me start to really explore, you know, what are we doing here? What is the point? What's the purpose and, in finding support for myself. It's when I uncovered coaching and realized it was an area I wanted to go. And, and what I uncovered is that's what I was trying to do all along.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I only knew it from the day, po- day spa perspective of how to make people feel good about themselves. You know, we offered a very personalized experience. And now, as I see in coaching, it was trying to help them see that they were valuable, that they were valued and how they were unique and special. And we appreciated them. So, yeah, so it, it, it is interesting how. <laughs> You don't necessarily know why you're doing a certain thing but it's it's leading you on a path that's so true isn't it
0: yeah Yeah. and it's interesting to look back and see the patterns and see what was already there how what looks perhaps disjointed especially you know when did you see the red thread that went through all the businesses and all the different steps you took
1: i think it was once i was a coach And once I was a coach, understanding what was important to me in being a coach, like what was I trying to um, support my clients with uncovering? And for me, validation and and self-acknowledgement is is a huge part of what I'm trying to help empower my clients with. And it was like, yeah, actually, I've I've kind of been doing that all along and allowing people to pick their own experience in a sense, too, so that they can see, hey, I make good choices. I can feel good about myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Do you find like um, I think most coaches, and I would include myself, like there's always a sense of our ideal clients or the problem or the, basically what we help people with. It's, it's, it's us. A few years ago.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah, hundred and ten percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that that allows us to have, well, I think it's because we're so passionate about it because we know firsthand, you feel such a connection. And and it when we've figured that thing out that challenged us, then there's this like, to be of service is to, to help people, right, if you learned how to, you know, get out of the, the fire, you wanna help other people get out of the fire. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Do, you, do you find it's, it's actually more rewarding to see somebody else achieve that thing, it reminds me of, um, you know, my first business was a sewing business, you know? So, and it's incredibly rewarding to, you know, design a dress and then, especially when it's a dance costume and you see them on stage and, you know, but when I then started selling patterns and course and teach other people to do it, that's Mm -hmm. when I get really, when when somebody just look what I've, you know, and they show something that they've made, you know, that's like such a proud mumbo. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like it's actually more rewarding than do it yourself, than doing it
1: yourself. It's true. And I wonder, right, there are two, two aspects to that. Is it the like, like I've shared this and I'm so proud and I get to see what else someone does? Or is it from our inability to see our brilliance, that it's easier to see it in someone else? So I guess the first one saying like that we're proud to see what we've passed on, it's like legacy. Right, so seeing someone else sew one of your patterns is like you've left a legacy behind. There's a mark that you've made. And I wonder how much of it could be our ability to see other people so much more clearly.
0: I I really think there's there's both both to Mm -hmm. that. I think what really lights me up in in that part and the dressmaking, but like with the people I work with now, it's same. It's that when people... When you see that they realize for themselves that, hey, actually I'm
1: yeah. capable
0: of more than I thought I was. And that shows up in all different ways, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. That is a really awesome feeling <laughs> to be able to, to witness that.
0: So so you you said like you just sort of threw that in before that you had all these different so you basically live really what you started out when you were five and say, hey, when there's no joy in it, then it needs to pivot and shift.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've, I have had all of the businesses long-term or like I said, they either merged or mm-hmm. sold. So the spa was for 19 years until I sold it. While I had the spa, I had a gift shop a little boutique, a yoga studio, and another offshoot spa location. It was actually right next door, but we were just trying out a different theme of it was this like open studio space where it was more for parties and friends and it was like a little more of an art boutique. So a lot of the things we were able to consolidate into one, but yeah, they were all things that it became really valuable or important or curious in my life, right? I started to take yoga training. So I wanted to have a yoga studio when it was the boutique it was because the boutique in the spa, actually the boutique, this is a ridiculous story. I found these beautiful glass art orbs and the brand was called Kitra's and I was out shopping with my husband at the time. And I was like, I love these. We have to sell them at the spa. So uh, I went home and I found the company and I placed an order, like hundreds of dollars. And before the order even got there, I was like, no, you know what? I want a space that we like dedicate to selling these things. So I went out and rented <laughs> another building and placed another order before we even got the first one. So that's how my boutiques got started. I should tell Kit- Kitra's that story. But yeah, that was just, that was fun. That was more of a creative outlet where I could do more merchandising and play and Yeah yeah and I just love it how it's like oh you
0: know that sounds like fun and there was the it was the hunch and you didn't hesitate did you
1: no but I sometimes I do kind of wish I had (laughs) (laughs) because I just opened another place in October because I woke up on my birthday and I was like ah I'm gonna open another business again and then I was opening it on November 1st and then once I opened I was like oh god what did I just do
0: Oh, that's funny. That's funny. It's like, it's like, you know, most people need encouragement to get out of overthinking. (laughs) So you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum.
1: (laughs) Yeah. At this point, I, my mom's really conservative. So I always call my mom to try to talk me out of stuff. And I'm like, just go for it. Tell me how it's not going to work or how I'm going to be so stressed. And yeah, I need, I need. So that I know why I'll do it anyway. Yes. And that's true too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I had sold, sold everything a couple years ago and, and then opened another place, but then I moved from that area. So I, I closed that just because I was moving and yeah. So then I'd been here for two years and it was like, uh, yeah, it's about time.
0: That's, that's awesome. So how did you find moving um, locations? Because like all the businesses that you've talked about were all, you know, physical businesses. Right. So moving, moving location. Isn't that simple? Like, you know, right. Online business.
1: Yeah. And so I had already had my online business had, has been going for oh eight years now, I guess. So anything that was in person, a location was either being run by other people or I had, yeah, it was at that point it was being run by other people. So I, I had already moved away from my spa and those businesses I lived about an hour and a half away and i was not going to be commuting so i just ran it remotely just checking in with the management team and stuff and i was already doing coaching and consulting for people that maybe didn't have the same kind of like no fear <laughs> mentality in in their business is always so incredible at being super well resourced with like being able to open things for next to no budget but not having that appearance. So a lot of times Mm. people would be like, I want to do a startup, but I only want to work with this budget. And I'm like, cool, we're good. We can, we can totally do that. Yeah. So the locations didn't have an impact anymore because I was already working remotely. We'll see with, with the one that I have now, the cool thing is it is a, a physical location where we can have people come there, but it's set up that I can stream everything that I do. So a lot of it will be group coaching, will be sound meditations and things that are really, really feel good. Nice nervous system soothing sessions, but I'll be able to stream it. So even if I didn't keep that physical location, the business still exists wherever I want it to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's sort of the best of both worlds, isn't it? Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. So, I mean, do you think you'll be able to kind of settle with one business or, I mean, do you think say, say that, because I don't know, like, I think the coaching, it's, it's the kind of thing to help people in that holistic way. There is really a way to kind of bring everything to the table. Mm-hmm. Could you, at the moment, from what you know now, do you see yourself staying with that for a while or do you see an evolution?
1: Yeah, yeah no, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I was meant to do. This is what I was born to do. And there's something in my brain that doesn't understand having a hobby, just for the sake of a hobby. So any hobby will probably become a side business. That's what the center is that I have, right? Like I like yoga and I like sound meditation and I like those things. So just open a business to do my hobby, but coaching is, is this is, it's what I had been doing in all of my businesses Mm -hmm. to a sense anyway, because as I look back of how I coached my team, it was about the psychology of business it was about the way that we spoke to our clients the way that we did all the things so so essentially i'm doing now with my clients what i did with my own team to help them build their own businesses within mine so yeah that will be i think all of the businesses helped me get even more solid to this is what i love and what i was born to do all the other stuff is just making a hobby of a source of income as well.
0: Hmm. I love that you're saying that because yeah, I have that tendency too. <laughs> it's like you know, there's almost one is like, oh, I like knitting, and somebody goes, oh, I sell these, right? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. But I mean, the thought is there. Like the only reason I say no is because I'm like, wait, no, that's just takes too much time for whatever. Right. It, you know, it's not that my mind wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> it's just like you know, I've made the decision that it wouldn't be worth. You know Yeah,
1: be- you have better discernment. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, re- I mean, I can't even. D- knitting was the first thing I thought of. That's why I was clapping because it was like, oh, I want to learn how to knit. I'll sell scarves at the spa. Oh, I really love this new kokodama plant. I'm going to learn how to make them. We're going to sell them at the spa. Like everything, I learned how to make makeup, so I sold it at the spa. Like, when dream catchers, I love them, so I learned how to make them. It's like, okay, just make, just make one. Just make one yeah. for yourself. <laughs> oh, it's fun.
0: It's like I'm. I'm. I feel really relieved when I hear the talk. It's like it's not just me being crazy. I mean, there was. I mean, sometimes then you find like, oh well, this isn't really a product. You know, I made little pocket dot doggy vests that never made it to a product stage because yeah, just too much hassle for what it, what it's worth in the end. But yeah. But yeah, definitely. It's it's funny, isn't it? It's that sense of is there such a thing as I'll just do it. Just for the pure fun of it. Do you have something? Uh,
1: cooking? I never want to open a restaurant, but I love to cook. Okay. <laughs> so we've got <want> something. <laughs> i like, is there anything? Like, great. No, I don't think there's much. <laughs> walking. I don't want to have a walking group. Yeah, there isn't. there isn't all that much that I wouldn't want to turn into a business. I just love business so much. And I think... Those of us who are entrepreneurs, that is a challenge we're going to be faced with very often because we have the courage, the guts, and the vision to make something a business where those who jobs and are happy with that might not be, they might not have that tendency to turn every hobby into, uh, you know, an endeavor. I think it's just part of our makeup is that like, what could be possible?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. I love it. Now, so for you, how do you decide you know how you're saying like this when it's not fun anymore right so there's this kind of there's always the option to pivot to evolve to shift you know to to go in a slightly different direction you know but sometimes it's you know you said it in the like earlier So well or find a way to make it enjoyable how do you know when to pivot or when to dig deeper to make something enjoyable mm-hmm.
1: yeah so asking a lot of a lot of challenging questions when something isn't as enjoyable i'm asking like what up level is just around the corner that i might be afraid to face or what value of mine might be being compromised at this point in the mm-hmm. whatever it is so there're two like they take you in either direction if it's the there is the chance that as i grow i'm gonna have to get more visible or there's a chance i'll have to do this then i look at that because that's beliefs that's confidence that's structure strategy if we start to look at is there a value that's being compromised and so values being like what's most important integrity honesty um, authenticity transparency like all these things then we can say okay well what's happening that's causing me to steer away from the values that are so important to me and can I bring it back did I just steer off course for a little bit and can we you know recalibrate so I think asking the really deep questions of why am I not enjoying it do I have a false expectation did I want it for what I thought was a good reason and maybe it wasn't you know what can I do to bring it back into its purest place of what I wanted to feel when I first started it So there are some of the ways that I look into it. How is it impacting my, you know, my love for myself or others? Yeah. I like to ask the heavy questions to get to the bottom of
0: it all. Thank you so much for sharing those because I think they're really, really powerful. That decision of should I, you know, should I stay or should I go kind of, should I keep going or should I shift? I think it's inevitable but there'll be Mm -hmm. moments when you're not quite sure, you know, whether you just need to dig a little deeper. But And I think these questions are incredibly helpful to get that clarity for yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think they're a little bit deeper than just a pro and con list, which is also very, very effective. But the pro and con list can also be a little surface level sometimes, where we might not get to, if it's belief work or belief challenges, then it's not even gonna allow us to write a clear pro and con list. It's gonna be tainted with, get away from this it's scary
0: yeah totally
1: <laughs> actually actually reminds me I,
0: I used to I, I actually did that when I was little already and I still kind of in a way do it maybe not that physically but that sense of you know do the logical or make the logical decision and then see how I feel about it mm-hmm. right and or, or like almost like toss a coin and sometimes you, 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 and that was always the, the, the moment when you know, because when you kind of, and it comes this way, you go, oh, yes. You know, so that's you, because like it makes it, it visible or open what you actually kind of knew, you just not consciously knew what you wanted all, the, all along. Because sometimes you go, oh, oh, such a shame. And then you knew, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I haven't tossed the coin literally in a while, but I think the approach to let the gut decide in the end, I still do that
1: yeah that's fun that's really fun
0: yeah and like I said never never. I mean there's one I mean uh, intuition I don't think ever leads you astray it's just yeah or learning to respect it or to really
1: yeah another another approach that I like when it comes to making a decision so that's a little different than than pivoting or you know deciding if it's fun is just asking like which decision could I regret the most it's ironic that that's often easy to answer Yes. And it's like, but it's not something that we really think of without asking the question. So, which which decision could I regret the most? And you can come up with all the different scenarios that could happen of why you would regret one versus the other. That's pretty useful too.
0: Mm, and when coming awesome. to make a
1: decision, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because I think decision making—it's one—it's actually, yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? It's like it's not something that we're specifically taught in a way, but especially as an as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur you're the one making the decision and you're the one eating the consequences right Mm -hmm. so you better get any you you better get as good as possible at it right (laughs) right. yeah Mm. yeah so where what's what's on the horizon for you where you headed this year next year
1: oh well we'll just go (laughs) go (laughs) slow down slow down (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'm totally teasing. No, this year is actually, a, a, feels like a really, really powerful year for me. Although it's still coaching, a little pivot where I'm going to be offering a mastermind because I've found a lot of people that really would benefit from the coaching, but it just wasn't in either what they were comfortable to invest in themselves or able to as far as time. So this mastermind will be a really great opportunity and different opportunities within it, with being able to collaborate with other people to help to kind of network and to still get a ton of support. So I've been a lead for other people's masterminds. I just haven't had my own. So that'll be exciting to see how that is created and how it ends up you know, becoming a, a full thing. And then group coaching in a different way, because of the center that I opened, that's really what I want to utilize that space for is creating community. At first I opened it thinking it was just going to mostly be sound meditation, but I'm like, I don't, that's not what I really, I love that with coaching. Mm. So instead of it just being a standalone sound meditation, it'll be a theme of what we're going to kind of investigate for ourselves. And then i'm considering it like a sacred sound ceremony to help seal in all the awarenesses that we uncovered through our workshop. And to let go of whatever isn't serving so they're my two kind of new things that i'm really excited about offering and then, of course, just my regular one on one coaching. Um, really investing a lot of time in my own self discovery and growth. yeah that part is really fun.
0: Yeah, sounds like an amazing year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, it's it's fascinating
0: how I don't know. I always thought that like groups in one way or another as a mastermind or group coaching. I don't know, I always thought it was kind of plan B, right? You know, when when one-to-one isn't an option Mm -hmm. for one or one reason or another. But I really during my own coach training, I really got to see like, wait, you know the deepest insights often come when you're not the one on the on the hot seat. You know, the, the biggest aha moments I, I remember having when I watched somebody else mm-hmm. being coached and she said, and I remember a specific situation where she said something, the coach asked a question and I'm bawling, right? And then I look around the room and half the room was crying. Like it really had
1: hit yeah. a nerve.
0: And I remember thinking, I would have never asked that question. That topic would have never, I would have never brought that to the table.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: a lot more powerful than we think. And right? it's not a plan B at all.
1: Yeah, I think that at least my, I agree with you and, and why I feel that that happens is our subconscious mind is at ease when mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's being challenged. So when someone else is asking the question, we're like, oh, what's going on there? And we can be more open to be like, there was no defensiveness that has to happen. There's no prepping for, oh no, I'm not going to be ready for that. There's so much more openness to really hear what's being said. And it allows us to receive it for ourselves so much more because it's not on guard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great to t- really share with people how to utilize group coaching more because not everybody, not everybody has learned that uh, to be mm-hmm. open to what other people are being coached in.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah so- so how can, how can people get in
0: touch with you? Where can they find you? Where can they find yeah. out about the mastermind or the one-to-one that oh, you offer? That
1: would be awesome. Thank you for asking. I have a website that's just my name, heatherdempsey.com. In it, there's a access to a mastermind that I've taught that, or not a mastermind, sorry, a masterclass that I've taught just about the subconscious mind and beliefs. And then there's um, the four different ways to work with me and all kinds of contact information and client results and all kinds of stuff right on the site. Awesome. Well, obviously, I'll put the link in the in cool. the
0: show notes, but thanks for spelling it out for those who just yeah. in the car and not actually seeing the show notes.
1: Yeah. There's one other thing that I'll mention just since I did mention the mastermind. I offer people an opportunity to sit in on one of them. So there's this chance to sample it out before mm-hmm. signing up for it. And it's really accessible, even if somebody did want to enroll. But if anybody's curious just to check it out, they can, I can give you a link to, to sign up for that.
0: Awesome. That would be fabulous. Well, cool.
1: wow. cool. absolutely wonderful.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much. I think there was so many tangible bits and such a fascinating story <laughs> with loads of oh, loads of gold for anybody listening so thanks so much for coming and i'll speak to you again soon
1: yeah thank you so much it was really fun
0: thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it if you are a coach speaker or author A passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book Taming the Tech Monster and join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, Business Building for Mavericks to connect with others on the same path. That's passionbusinesspodcast.com. I'll speak to you soon.